we are recording on say Sunday, Sunday, June eleventh, twenty twenty three, at four thirty six p.m. Eastern time with Miss Callie Varner, who has us on beforehand. I wish I could tell people I'm never late to my show, but I'm literally late to every episode, and I I feel like at a certain point I just need to start owning it and just being like I'm a I'm a bad person, but. We're going to talk about vaccine injury, which no one else really wants to talk about. Can't understand why. I feel like if we are uh, just three years ago, we were out there frothing at the mouth saying if it saves one life. So, I mean, shouldn't that same logic apply? If it saves one life, shouldn't we? Well, of course it doesn't, because if you are against the vaccine, you're a demon Nazi and whatever. I've heard it all. Um, But you had a stroke eight weeks after you had the vaccine. Dr. McCullough put me in touch with you. And I believe you are the second vax injured person I've had on my podcast. I've had a lot of doctors talk about it, but you are the second individual uh, to actually have one yourself. So as I really post the live link, could you please introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Callie Varner, and I had a blood clot go to my brain, which caused a ischemic stroke when I was 35 years old in November of 2021. Eight weeks after I had the Pfizer vaccine. And you said you have done interviews before and mm-hmm. they cover the stroke. Yes. But not the, not the cause. Correct. Um, the American Heart and Stroke Association did a, a great little write-up just alerting others that women in their mid-30s can have a stroke. But no mention of the vaccine in the article. Why would they even do an interview then? Um, Because they just wanted to spread awareness that women as young as I did, 35, could suffer a stroke. Um, Because they told me that most, we really can't find the root cause of my stroke. And I've been told that by many doctors, of course. (laughs) We know the root cause. But they tell me it was most likely, you know, because I was a woman in my mid-30s. But there's lots of women in their mid-30s that are healthy, when I was healthy, that have not had strokes. Um, I was on birth control, but I was also on birth control for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So the timing again. And they also found out that I have fibromuscular dysplasia, which are narrow arteries in my neck, which could of course cause a stroke but again they told me that's something i was born with (laughs) so again i raised the question why now at 35 would that be an issue if i've never had an issue my entire life yeah there is Uh a you almost wonder and i don't want to give them any credit because it sounds like they're demons from hell but you almost wonder if they're like half-heartedly trying to do the right thing like we're going to interview you you know why else would we be Strokes are horrible, but it's not necessarily, you know, car crashes don't make the news. They're terrible, but I mean, you know, they don't make a plane crash does, but you know, it's just, it's just what it is. Strokes happen. I feel like if they wanted to interview someone, a 35 year old healthy individual who had a stroke, it would be to highlight that it is an anomaly and again, I don't want to give them credit because I, over the last three years, I've seen the true colors of the vast majority of the population and how they all lack spines and how most of the men lack testicles and no one can even just say no one can even make an empirical observation and say that's not 
that's not normal. So maybe they're maybe they're interviewing you and not saying it, but they know people will draw the conclusion. But that's about as far that's about as much credit as I'm going to give them. I mean, I would hope so. The doctors in the hospital asked, um, you know, all the vaccines I've had, they did mark down. I looked back at my nose. They did mark down that I had the vaccine, but of course they didn't report it to who they should have reported it to because they'd never had any of my vaccine information because it was at home in Scottsdale and I was in Vegas in the, in the ER, in ICU, because I was, I had the stroke in Lake Havasu city when I was visiting my parents and I had to be air back to Vegas. So they didn't have my lot number. They didn't have any of the, of the information. So they did not report it. What was it like and, when you had, if you don't mind me asking, sorry. Well, yes, I could, I could, that's true. I can start from the beginning because no, it, it dude, is very. Do whatever you want. Go whichever way. Um, I, don't, I don't care. So I was in a wedding um, in September um, for one of my best friends who was a doctor. And she wanted everyone to either be A, vaccinated or B, have a um negative test COVID test and I just was afraid that I would have a false positive or something and oh then I wouldn't be able to go to the wedding or be in the wedding or anything so I decided I'm just going to have the vaccine to be safe I didn't want the vaccine I never wanted the vaccine but I I even said to myself what's the worst that's going to happen Unfortunately, eight weeks later, one of the worst things happened. And I was visiting my parents in Lake Havasu City over Thanksgiving, which is about three and a half hour drive from where I live in Scottsdale, my hometown, and um, was going to get up Sunday. that Sunday. Everything was perfectly fine, felt fine all week. Healthy, go to spin class about three to four times a week. So I'm a healthy 35 year old. Um, was getting ready to drive home that morning, getting ready to take the three hour and a half hour drive, woke up, set my alarm, everything fine. My felt a little numbness in my left hand thinking, oh, I slept on it wrong, whatever. Went in to talk to my mom and I couldn't get the words out. The words I could get out were slurred. My mom looked at me funny and said, what is wrong with you? Your face is drooping. Oh, sh None of us really knew the signs of a stroke and none of us could even fathom that a 30 healthy 35 year old like myself could have a stroke. So stroke, not in our minds at all. Um, dad said, go lay down. Maybe you just need to drink a water. Cause I was trying to get the words out that my face feels funny. I went to go to the restroom and my whole left side of my body just collapsed. I mean, just, I collapsed. Just. It just gave out. Um, my, the parents couldn't hear me fall. I fell in between the bathtub and the toilet. I tried to get up, but of course my whole left body was useless. So I made as much noise as I could banging on the bathtub to have them come in. They tried to get me up and I'm dead weight. They're just no idea what's going on. They're just freaking out. I, they put me on the floor in between my bedroom at their house and the bathroom in the middle of the entry. And at this point, I'm just thinking I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. My dad pretty much says, if you don't snap out of this, like we're going to call the ambulance. And I say, no ambulance. I just, I just want to die right there. I just have no idea what's going on. My parents run next door to their neighbors who are in the medical field. They're in the cardiology field at a hospital nearby. They, they come over and right away they knew. They said, we think she's having a stroke. I need to call 911. 
the ambulance comes, comes, gets me, takes me to the local Lake Havasu City Hospital, which unfortunately is not equipped to take on my case. Yeah. Um, they find out that I have a blood clot to my brain and I am a 14 on the stroke scale when I get in there. So it is a moderate ischemic stroke. I mean, 15 and above is, is a severe stroke. Um, my face is drooping. I sent you those pictures. Yeah. I'm just, it's bad. Yeah. And so they, they just determined that I have to be air back to Las Vegas sunrise hospital in Las Vegas. So they air back me there. Doctors do all these tests. Um, there is a blood clot in my brain. They determine that it is probably safest not to do anything with it. Say it will dissolve on its own. Um, do all these tests. Can't figure out what has caused the blood clot to go to my brain. Um, do a T. They gave me TPA to slow down the effects of the blood clot. So um, mm. the, I mean, saved my life. It could have been much worse. Um, they did a TE. No hole in my heart. They figured I had the narrow arteries, um, but they were clear. So they weren't. So I'm not really sure if that was the cause, you know, as they say, it could have been. <laughs> or the birth control. Um, so I do have a loop recorder in my heart to test for AFib. I just got a checkup a week ago. No AFib has been detected at all. So, again, another thing that, nope. Nothing has pointed to any reason for having a stroke at this age. I have a carotid web. That's something I was born with again. Nothing. Nobody can find a reason to why I had a stroke at 35, except for the vaccine. And again, no doctor has mentioned the vaccine. Every doctor I've seen, every specialist. The only person that has ever mentioned the vaccine were travel nurses that I have seen multiple travel nurses wow okay why do you think that is do maybe they're not they're not tied down they, to a single hospital they're not worried about wow that's that's evil from the er to the icu all over wow because um, i've had to return to er's after um, my stroke because i had some issues with headaches nonstop. what we believe to be seizures um and every pretty much nurse that I ran into said, we've seen so many cases with women in their mid thirties, like you with blood clots and they all had the vaccine. And I said, Oh, interesting. So they're like, yeah. And you can't sue. Can't do anything. So you guys got to foot the medical bill. Yeah. Um, I had luckily good insurance with my job, but okay. I probably paid about, at least 15,000 out of pocket. And if you don't mind me asking long, long effects, what, what effects are still, and just so it's, I, just so I have it right. So you, you took it in, was right. it November 20? Am I, am I butchering the dates? Yeah. November 28th of 2021 was my stroke. Okay. And, um, I've done very well since thankfully, because I did get the TPA in time mm -hmm. Because I was with somebody, I wasn't alone. If I was, I live alone. So if I was Jeez, home alone, you'd be dead. It, I would be dead. Yeah. If I was on the road like I was supposed to be, I would be dead. Someone um, else timing, would be dead too. Exactly. Timing was on my side. So um, I've, 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 had, I've had a great recovery. I am young and healthy. That has helped. Um, I do have some nerve damage on the left side of my body, um, numbness here and there on my arm and hand. I do feel like I have some cognitive difficulties from time to time. I don't feel myself 
from what I used to be. Um, I'm not, I feel that I'm not as sharp um, as I used to be. And I, I notice it a lot with work and certain things. I feel like I can't always find the words that I need. Um, it definitely is. I'm, I'm definitely a different person. Mm. Um, so that is hard. And I also, and it's funny because I was talking to Dr. McCullough about this through a text message yesterday, um, do not have a menstrual cycle anymore. And um, I thought it was called my stroke um, because I'd gone to endocrinologists. I've seen specialists. We've had tests done. They told me I'm a mystery because <laughs> they have never seen a stroke have a correlation with this. Um, and Dr. McCullough told me that there's been studies done that the vaccine causes <laughs> disruption in menstrual cycles. Oh, I've interviewed so, the doctors that do that. Yeah. And um, they have told me that at 35, now I'm 36 years old, that I am in pre-menopause. And I will probably most likely not be able to have children. And I blame the vaccine as well. <laughs> and on top of it all, so you survived, yeah. <laughs> thank God. Your parents didn't lose a child, thank God. Yeah. You didn't kill someone on the highway, thank God. Exactly. Definitely a lot of blessings, definitely, you know, shout out to the big guy upstairs. And exactly. socks, can't have kids, can't sue them, had decent health insurance. 15k is not nothing but it's you know small you lived exactly it's it's a reasonable but on top of it all the very the the only thing left for you to do is because you have excuse my friends you've been fucked in every other manner (laughs) is to warn others Hey, this happened to me. I can't get repaid by it. My insurance sucks. I have these long-term effects. I won't be able to be a mother. Blah, blah, blah. But hey, maybe you can learn. For I lost, In 2014, I lost a brother to suicide. There's nothing I can do. I can't bring him back. It sucks. It's over. It's whatever. It's done. The very least thing I can do is I do episodes about mental health. I try to bring awareness to it. I have veterans on. You know, there's a 22 veteran suicides a day. I try to bring them on. I try to, you know, give awareness to free mental health clinics. I try to do something because it's been nine years and, you know, me and my brothers and my family have really all concluded the only thing you can do is say, hey, here are the, here are the signs. I hope it doesn't happen to you. And I have exactly. luckily had friends that have said, I have a buddy or a cousin or a something. And maybe it was cool got it good i feel like i did the right thing you can't even do that you can't even say hey guys this happened to me the only thing i have left like me is to say i hope it doesn't happen to you here are the signs here's where you can you know here's a toll-free note here's a suicide hotline you do that and you get attacked and called uh, an anti-vaxxer at best you get called an anti-vaxxer most likely you just get shadow banned or they have you on and they don't even have the balls to ask you what do you think caused it. Right. And and that's why I mean at least with the the story that's that I have done, I can raise awareness to others the signs of a stroke so that they can get help in time, which is great. But um and, and I am I have been weary to to tell my story about the vaccine because I have friends who are I'm afraid of losing some of my best friends that I've had for my whole life. You know, I, I've had friends, I went with, my friend took me to get the vaccine because she was for it. And she's like, this is so great. I'm so proud of you. And now I'm afraid she's, I'm going to lose her as a friend for speaking out and saying that, yes, the vaccine caused my stroke. Or the friend that I was in the wedding, you know, 
I'm not blaming her whatsoever. Sure. sure. I... Yeah, you, you free free will. It was your no. I got you. But she's a doctor and she believes in the vaccine. That's fine. You can sure. believe in it. But I know in my heart and I know what this studies are showing and that if no doctor can tell me, hey, this is why, you know, you had this stroke. You cannot tell me that things that I've been doing for years caused my stroke. When I had a stroke eight weeks after something that was put in my body. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, you will lose your friends, and I'm telling you that as someone that ha has uh, retained three of my friends <laughs> from <laughs> middle school, high school, and college, all, much like the vaccine, directly correlated with the time that I started interviewing doctors talking about vaccines. Out of it. So you're not wrong. You will. They'll, they'll all leave you, which is, you know, personally, I look at it and I go, well, that means they were never friends. But again, that's for me to yeah. decide. That's not for you to decide. That's your life. This is my life. I have three friends that have... Uh, that have stayed with me and um, mostly because they're adults and they go agree to disagree, which is, you know, what adults do. But no, a lot of people, I mean, un I've been, I've, I've been uninvited to weddings. <laughs> I've been, I've been, yeah. From people I've known for my entire life. So, you know, and that's, that's not nothing. You know, that may sound like a luxury, but the reality is, is, I mean, that's a, you I mean to really kind of go into left field, which is what I do with these podcasts. That's an actual tactic used by intelligence communities during like the cold war and stuff is like not just shooting someone or blowing them up, but embarrassing them. I mean, schoolyard taunts work. You don't always need to kill someone in another country. You can have their employer, you know, they would blackmail them, send them photos of a guy wearing a dress or something. It's a real thing that works up until the day you die is we're social creatures. We don't want to be ostracized. That's why there's a funny joke where it's like, you know how we know how I know we're, we're social people is that in prison, your punishment is they put you in solitary confinement away from other prisoners, away from other murderers. That's your punishment. So it does work, man. Losing friends, getting made fun of, being called an anti-vaxxer, you know, getting removed from group texts, all these things that sound petty. No, I would say that above all else, sure, it sucked getting my podcast banned from YouTube and Spotify. Sure, you know the mean comments hurt the ones that hurt the most were just the friends that stopped talking not the money lost not 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 the hit my business took but the social ostracization ostracization that's the thing that hurt the most it wasn't physical threats it was friends chuckling behind your back and so man i don't i don't fault you at all for that but it just makes it that much more evil sorry for that but it, that rant it's worth it's worth it, I think. Um, you know, I mean, it sucks, but this my story needs to be told. And and others' stories need to be told about this. Because it's scary. Yeah. What if... This has taken so much from me. What if someone else your age, in the same city, had a stroke six months prior to you from the vaccine? Mm-hmm. And man, if they had just said something, maybe they were at your job, maybe they were your neighbor, maybe you guys went to the gym together, and maybe they never said anything because, you know, they didn't want their friends to make fun of them. And it's like, hey, man, there's real effects to this shit. There's, there are so many weird, almost poetic parallels. Stay home, wear a mask. You infect one person, they infect two, they infect four. 
You don't say anything, man. Hey, I was injured by this. It's ruined my life. How many more people are... I mean, I've had... Like two years ago, I had a woman on here who was like a ultra marathon athlete. And like can't walk without a wheelchair or without a, a walker now. And she's like, I've lost almost all of my friends. But she's like, I can't bring myself to not talk about this. It's And I'm so fortunate I can go back to my spin class, cycling class, three to four times a week. And I am... You know, I do look 100% recovered, but I mean, I'm not mentally or emotionally recovered by any means. I am in therapy. And I found an extraordinary therapist who is actually on my side. She thinks, you know, I've talked to her about it. And she said, um, I really think maybe some of your issues or you're trying to recover from this is the fact that you're not you know, your the vaccine did cause this, and you're you're angry. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I said I think you nailed it, <laughs> but she's she's a good therapist. She she's like you've come to the right place. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I found the right one. Yeah, no, blind anger is definitely every year around my brother's anniversary. I don't get sad. I don't cry. I just get so. I'd be just so angry at everything and everyone and it's just there's nothing to do but to let it out and yeah man there's a lot of like you said you can't blame anyone nobody put a gun in your head but god there's just there it's okay to just be angry even if you know that the anger isn't going to solve it it's okay to just when you're really angry and you like smack something to whatever you throw a pillow or whatever you're an adult you know that's not gonna do anything but it feels good like right so just yeah you just just screaming and i mean yeah around my brother's anniversary i get angry i get angry that this happened to me for it's just selfish i'm like i wish it happened to someone else and you just why me what what the hell did i do well, one thing I said to my therapist, and I love this, I said, I'm so, I should be thankful for being alive and for being in, for recovering so well, but I, I'm just, I'm upset. And she said, well, we could look at it that way, but can't we look at it for what it is that it's fucked up that it happened to you in the first place? Yeah. And I was like, oh, girl, that's. Oh, I know. Dude, I was seeing a therapist. Okay. I was seeing a therapist in New York after my brother died and you're better than me yeah at least you're doing it now it took me like three years to start seeing a therapist just this like short little jewish woman from like harvard and i thought she was like so professional and, and doctoral and i think i was in like my second session with her and i was like yeah i just get angry sometimes she's like yeah it fucking sucks dick and i was like excuse me and she was like it's okay to get angry and i was like i love you i love you so yeah. much find the right one yeah yeah no it's it's okay to just get blind angry about it but it's so fucked up and man, your situation I think is worse than mine because mine happened and I can relate to other people and I can talk about it and no one tries to shut me up and other people reach out and you know, Hey, I lost somebody and we all talk and help each other through this journey. Yours was pushed down from on high 
and everyone was told to get it or you're a bad person and it didn't have to happen. No, and it's still the funny thing is, well, it's not very funny, but I even told myself, what really is the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, I remember saying that as I was walking in to Costco to get the vaccine. Jesus. What's the worst? Yeah. You know, my crippling anxiety probably saved me because I remember thinking, what's the worst that could happen? And I was just like, everything. And I was like, that's enough for me. I'm not... God. Yeah, I really didn't think this would ever. Now it just. Sorry, go on. Just shows that I don't know, you know, like just wasn't enough information out there. And maybe it doesn't affect everyone the same. And maybe it affects certain people with a certain gene. I can't answer that for you. But all I can tell you is that it does impact certain people. Because I lived it. Yeah. Is there any way... I'm I'm trying to rationalize it. Because I have to at least attempt to. Because my my go-to answer is always, well, the doctors are... They're a bunch of pussies who won't point out evil when they see it, and they know this is happening, and they're violating the Hippocratic Oath of first do no harm. Maybe it's, and I don't believe this, but it's like if I had to take a guess, maybe there is no way to to trace it back to the vaccine. Is there not like a telltale? Is there not like a telltale? It's it's an anomaly. And anyone with a functioning brain can go, a young, healthy woman wouldn't have a stroke ever, but especially eight weeks after an experimental vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Is there no maybe actual physical correlation? Right, right. Like in like in like in law, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know why I'm talking about this, but in law, like you got to show evidence. It doesn't matter how. Yeah, he went over there and then he left and the wife was dead. And it's like, yeah, but unless you have a fingerprint or something, it, you're, you're innocent. You're technically you're innocent. Is, is it that? Is there no actual like biometabolic like fingerprint? I mean, I don't know because there's no fingerprint to say birth control caused it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I mean, I. That's a fair. No, that's. I don't really know the answer to that. I just don't think they want to show that like Bocce and the government were wrong. <laughs> I guess. God. So what is there to do? Like what what can you realistically I mean, is there again, I know I keep coming back to this, but you know, I've I've had friends tell me before, they're like, you know, it's okay for you to like not go on this vendetta against mental health. Like, it is okay for you to just live your life and go, what happened sucked, and just go live a happy life. And I agree with that. I technically don't have to. I morally can't. I can't sleep well knowing I'm not doing something. Is there any party that's just like, just take all of this, put it in a box, and bury it, and go, yeah, it sucked, whatever. I I still got all of my life ahead of me. Or is there a part of you that's like, this is so fucked. I've tried to do that and, okay. and there, but 
then just more things come out. Jamie Foxx. Hmm. You know, I, that happened to Jamie Foxx. And then I, I see more things come out about things happening to other people. And I, I just, I feel like I need to say something because my story is incredible. Yeah. It, it's an amazing story. Not, it's an amazing story as to meaning like it really shows that what the vaccine did, in my opinion. Like, it's like I'm the perfect guinea pig in a way. Yeah. Without wanting to be. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's the, that's the evil part. No, like, I, I have so much test done. I have so much everything that just points to we have no answers for you. Well, okay. I mean, the only answer I have to tell you is eight weeks prior, a very foreign thing went into my body. And then I had a stroke. Doesn't really take <laughs> much yeah. to tell you. That leads to my findings, you know? God. Oh, and I took all the tests, all the gene tests and all the blood tests to see if I had a blood, the blood clotting disorder or whatever. Nothing. I mean, nothing came back. Clean bill of health. So I was hoping, I was really hoping something sure. would come back. Yeah. And when nothing has, I mean, oh, you know, you have this, you have this. Yeah, but it's something that you were born with, they keep telling you. Well, then if I've never had any issue with it before and you keep checking my arteries, I even had an ultrasound this year and they're all clear. Like, then if they're clear, then, and they were clear the day I came into the hospital with my stroke. They're clear that day. I checked my ultrasound results. Yes, the only thing they found was a thyroid nodule, which wouldn't have caused my stroke. And it's not even like you're 86. I know. It'd be, it'd be like you were born with this, and you're like, yeah, but I've gone my whole life without it. And they're like, but you're 86 now, and you'd be like, yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? It's like you're 30. It. it What 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 if you don't mind? What what have your parents said? Um, they think it's the vaccine. Yeah. They were they got the vaccine too. You know, at first sure. they were like, "We're older. We want to get it. We feel yeah. like we should get." It. Now they are against it. <laughs> they feel that it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't talk about it because you're going to lose your friends and then it's like a lot are four i mean a lot of my friends are on my side one of my really good friends was very upset that i got the vaccine because he was like this is dangerous this is dangerous like i was afraid to tell him i got it i knew he, i mean i knew i wouldn't lose him as a friend over it but he's and then when my dad called him to tell him I had the stroke, he knew right away. He knew vaccine. God. Jeez. And I did look up, um, I have lot numbers, obviously, and there's a site that you can look up to see the reported cases of how many um, reported incidences that are with that vaccine number. 
And like I said, mine was not reported, but I did look up the reported cases, which it's 10% they say are reported. So, I mean, you have to take that number with some grace, but my first um, vaccine was 1,200 reported incidents. My second one, which was three weeks after the first one, was 1,300. So I definitely got a bad batch. You're a better person than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I'd, yeah, be in ja- my- I'd be in jail. God. And then if, yeah, and then insult to injuries. All right, so you have long-lasting effects. You don't feel totally yourself. Mental acuity doesn't feel like it's all there. You probably can't have kids. And if you bring it up, you're also going to lose your friends. Yes, so there's there's quite a bit that goes along with just, um, yeah. But I, I don't want to stay silent anymore, and yeah. there might be consequences with it, but oh well. It's well taken enough from me, and I don't want it to take it from anyone else. Well, that... The second thing is very selfless, but the first is, you know, what else can it take? What are you going to do? If, what are you going to do to me? It's, what are you, you going to? Well, if you talk out about it, there's going to be backlash. Is it going to yeah. be as bad as a stroke? No, no, exactly. <laughs> is the backlash going to be an airlift to a hospital? No, some people are going to be angry at you. Okay, got it. Yeah, and maybe that is why I survived. Maybe that's why this happened to me. Maybe I was meant to do this. I've firmly believe that that's what we're all here for that we are all and i don't know if it will help you or not there's a there's a really cool doctor named dr eben alexander he's like a harvard neurosurgeon brain surgeon wrote a book in i think 08 called proof of heaven and i was like a hardcore atheist at the time and i was like whatever fuck this and uh <laughs> I've, you know a decade later started the podcast and i've since had him on several times and he's a really sweet wonderful guy but he was like a hardcore atheist and had this um like a bacterial infection that like one in 10 million people survive. And he's in a coma for, I think 10 days basically went through like all these stages of like, just like starting in hell, going to purgatory, then like going to heaven and like meeting God. And, um, says the most real experience of his life completely changed his life after it. I mean, has written books. I mean, and this, again, this guy's not, this guy's not me screaming in a bedroom at a microphone. It's a, he's literally a Harvard brain surgeon. Like, that's the thing you make up if you want. I'm a Harvard brain surgeon. I'm a rocket surgeon. He's the, it's almost a meme, like how qualified. Yeah, he's a Harvard brain surgeon. Like, good Lord. And he talks about this and how it's changed his mind on everything. And your consciousness doesn't arise in the brain. The brains are whatever, the whole nine yards. But um, he has another book. I think it's called Living in a Mindful Universe or Living in a Conscious Universe. And, um, he kind of fleshes out this whole idea that before this life we choose what we're going to go th- it's not just that we're here to go through a challenge and learn something but that we actually choose it which is a tough pill to swallow because that means I chose a life where at 23 my 27 year old brother would kill himself 
And it's a tough pill to swallow because you're not only are you saying that there's a bigger plan to this, but it's like, actually, Tommy, you did this. And once you get over that anger and even the suggestion of, of you would do this to yourself, you can start to examine it a little less emotionally and start to go, well, what, what is the, what is the point? Like today I went to the gym and I, and I exercised my shoulders. It was very painful and I hated it, but I went there with a plan to do it down to the exact number of reps. And although it sucked, no part of me was like, why is this happening to me? Why am I in this gym lifting these dumbbells? And I was like, no, I, I did it. I, I knew exactly what I was going to do and I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. But you do it for a purpose. It's to build muscle of a certain body part. So if you extrapolate that, it would mean that we are in this incarnation on this planet revolving around this star and whatever the hell this whole thing is, life, reality, the simulation, existence. It means that we are here specifically to learn something specific and to grow from it. And I'm very open to the fact that that just might be my puny human mind trying to rationalize great pain. But it doesn't seem that far out to me. Like that is, so it might be your hurdle. That might be what you're here for. I mean, I do admit since my stroke, I've, I've gotten to do some incredible things that I never thought I would ever dream of. Yeah. Just by who I've met, who has prayed for me, who has heard my story and just, I mean, it's like my life has also, you know, some great things that I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge football fan, diehard football fan, diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, as you can tell. Can um, Chiefs came out here for the Super Bowl and I was able to go to the Chiefs Super Bowl party, like, and party, you know, and I mean, me. Like with, the, with the football players? Yeah. Like what? With, <laughs> yes. Like meet Paul Rudd, meet Andy Reid, meet Travis Kelsey. I was able to go to the NFL draft in Kansas City what? and hang out backstage with Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey and meet Patrick Mahomes and like just do all these things because I became friends with Patrick's mom. Like she's one of my great dear friends and now and just like all these things that I got to do, I don't know. It just it's been a blessing. So, yeah, I mean, that shit's on my story. That's more proof than anything that you're like that, that this was supposed to happen. Not not to make light of it, but I mean, like, is that not well, I, is that not I, like proof? I just remember sitting in the hospital because I knew the Chiefs were coming out here to play the Cardinals in regular season. Just okay, I got to get better. I got to get better so I can go to that game. That's all I thought about. Yeah. Went to that game. Everything was great. Re you know, fast forward and the Chiefs are playing the Super Bowl out here. I'm hanging out at the Chiefs hotel. <laughs> I'm out there with, you know, the families, the players. And then I'm going to the NFL draft. And it's just like, maybe this is the reason, you know. And maybe I'm here to help others. I don't know, <laughs> you know. I think so entirely, but 
I mean, it was hard. It sucks what I went through, but I think there's a purpose. Which means I, th- I think you, you probably got to do the difficult thing and you got to talk about it. Yes, I do too. And um, I have a journalism background, so maybe I'm good person to. Yeah, you were going. set up to do this. Yeah, you yeah. know, maybe. Yeah, no, this what... is divine intervention. Yeah. And it sucks, though. It means it means you got yeah. to talk about it, and it means <laughs> some people might be mad at you. Yes, but if I can save a life or five, <laughs> yeah. then you know what? I, it's well worth it in my eyes. Yeah. Good Lord. I was, I was, so I was going to ask you earlier, are there any like silver linings to this? And it sounds like there are. There are, there are silver linings and that's just what I have to, you know, that when I get angry and upset, that's what I look at. What else, if you don't mind me asking, what, and what, what other, I guess, drastic life changes have there been good or bad? Um, just medical doctors. Um, I have specialists now I have a cardiologist, I have a neurologist, I have an endocrinologist. Um, so I have to see doctors all the time now. I have to get lab work now. I'm on a, I'm, I'm on a blood thinner. So that changes a lot in my life. My diet's changed. Um, I have a loop recorder in my heart. Just sometimes I do feel like an old lady. <laughs> What? with you no know, all those things like oh wait i gotta go to my cardiologist today or you know i yeah. got my blood thinner or you know i cut myself and i'm bleeding everywhere because of my blood thinner yeah. um, i did be vegetarian after my stroke just just something in my mind just told me like i don't know i just didn't want meat anymore it's very weird interesting yeah that so just a lot of little life weird changes like that so on the on like the big big picture, like life itself, philosophy, spirituality, the nature of God or lack thereof or whatever, how is it? So again, selfishly, losing a brother, kind of like you said, you know, if I talk out about this, what's the worst that can happen? Well, it can't be worse than a stroke. Like no. Like, you know, what kind of gave me the the balls to like start this podcast is like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, I didn't know how bad it was going to be. I didn't know I was going to lose all my friends. I was like, yeah, it's just a podcast. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> People won't subscribe to it. Whew. <laughs> Little did I know. I started the podcast December 12th, 2019, the day COVID came to the United States. I don't know. So it kind of seems like it was, it, was, it was written in the stars that I was screwed. But even then, if I could have told myself in 2019, what's the worst that could happen? Well, you're going to lose all your friends. Even then, I would have been like, all right, whatever. I lost it, but like, what do I care? Go, go for it. And so it's helped me kind of do things and speak my mind more freely because I just, what is the worst that's going to happen? Well, someone might dislike your video. Dude, I've been on my brother's funeral. I don't give a shit. But then there's like this like higher order thing where it's not even like, what am I doing? And, you know, ego and social pressures, but like, like what is reality? What is God? What is, what is good and evil and karma? And why are we here? And it has allowed me to, you know, kind of go deeper and deeper into meditation. 
you know, trying psychedelics and meditate. What's the worst that can happen? I, it can't be worse than suicide. It's it's brought me. It's brought me through a lot of tumultuous times, but I mean, really, at the core, there, I have an unshakable level of peace that has come from all this. So you know, we're talking about these, these kind of earthy things, going to football games, you know, meeting doctors, you know, all of this stuff, becoming a vegetarian. How is it on like a deeper level? If you pray or if you meditate or just, you know, sitting still and watching a sunset, what what has it done for you? Like deep, deep inside, like the ineffable, the inexplicable, the, uh, how has it changed your outlook on like reality itself? I did fall into a, a very, very deep depression. Um, I just kept thinking, why did this happen to me right after, you know, for the first probably, it's been a year and a half. And so the last six months I've been doing a lot better with therapy. But before then, it was just a very deep depression of why did this happen to me? Yeah. All I kept thinking about. Um, but then I kind of got more into the spiritual level side of things of um more into like reincarnation okay thinking um that you live each life different lives though mm -hmm. and each different life you're forced with a challenge and that's the whole point of reincarnation is each life you are forced with a challenge and it makes you better and that's the whole point of reincarnation. And so I was just, I really dove deep into that and, and that type of stuff and spiritual things. And I was very close to my grandmother and, and she's been gone for several years now. She passed away in 2016, but um, kind of getting back into, I don't know, like getting in touch with her in a way. Hmm. Like Tyler Henry does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that those types of things, I, I I was really getting into just because I felt like I needed her hmm. during those. So that's kind of the road I was on. Still on. With the the reincarnation thing, like one reason I'm like pushing so hard to like make this succeed and whatever and. Is like not only do I want to, not only do I feel like it's the right thing, and then as you said earlier, it's like a there are no other fears. So what's she gonna do? I also have this almost like nagging feeling that it's like putting off chores or something. I'm like, you have to do it. <laughs> like I failed pre calculus three times in college, withdrew failed. Think I had UGA, and I would just I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll take it next semester." And it just finally dawned on me one day as I was withdrawing for the third straight semester. I was like, "I want to go to medical school. I have to take this course, and I have to pass it. I can keep kicking it down the road, but I'm a freshman. I'm a sophomore. I'm a junior. Like, I gotta take this thing, and it's gonna suck, and I'm gonna hate it, and I hate math, but I'm gonna. And I finally passed with like a C minus, but like <laughs> I, I finally did it." And there's also just this like childish side of me to the reincarnation thing where I'm like, it's, it's good to do. It's a spiritual calling. It's becoming closer to God. It's what I'm here to do. Blah, blah, blah. 
But then there's also just this like, you have to do it in the next one, man. If you don't yeah, do exactly. it this time, you gotta fucking do it next life. You're just gonna be reincarnated again. You're gonna have to do the podcast and do that. You can keep dragging your feet if you want. You just you gotta do it. You don't. You have to take the trash out. Like you have to vacuum. It's just no one's doing it for. I live by myself. Like when I was unpacking, when I was moving in here in November, I had all these boxes, and I just had this. I was like, yeah, they'll get they'll get unpacked, and I remember stopping. And went by who? Right. <laughs> like, like, right. If I go visit my parents, you know, and I have a pile of laundry, like my mom will do it. Like, but when, I'm, when I put dishes on the table, like, my mom will put them away. Like, but I live by myself, and I just remember stopping. And I was like, who the fuck's gonna unpack it? What do you mean it's gonna get unpacked? No, you have to do it. And I was like, oh, oh, this sucks. But like. That's kind of how I feel with like what you're talking about, like reincarnation and karma. Like, what do you mean? It's it'll get done eventually. By who? Right. You just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If you can't, if you can't tell, I go on very odd. Uh, oh no. That's uh, it. And that's I, I just, I gotta speak out about this. You know, I mean, it's funny because I've tried to get many people to listen to my story, and I just feel like I couldn't get in contact with anyone. Like local news state, or maybe they just didn't want to hear it. Local news stations, you know, or or maybe they just didn't get my messages. I would imagine it's because of the vaccine. Um, when she was running for governor, Carrie like did respond to me. That's cool. But she didn't, and I mean, I worked at Fox Ten for like four weeks, but then I I left because I was like, oh. This is true. This, and she's like, "Yeah, you got out at the right time." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, she didn't really do too much because I mean, she was running for governor. And... Sure. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, yeah, they're not, they're not responding because I'm sure that one of them was like, "Hey, I'm going to cover this story," and boss is like, "Yeah, you're fired if you do that." Yeah, you know, exactly. Thou shall not speak ill of the vaccine. That's what I was assuming. So I'm glad I finally got a hold of somebody who wants to talk about it it's a psychosis man it's there's nothing i i've never seen anything like it in my life i don't think anyone's alive has ever seen anything like this i don't think there's ever been something like this in recorded history the seeming spell that everyone like you like you know this is happening you know I got the vaccine and it didn't harm me. God bless. I'm happy it didn't. But Yeah, they thought it did because you don't want to go through what I went through. Yeah, I'll have people comment, I got the vaccine, and I'm like, good, I'm happy you survived, man. Congrats. I played Russian roulette and it didn't blow my brains out. Good. I'm very happy. You you got out. Doesn't mean we should keep playing the game. And But so many people have been injured by it. It is so clearly an experimental crapshoot i've known lots of people who've given it to chill their children god and we just and it's, but we just don't bring it it's just i mean is it not does not always feel like a bad dream where it's like you're screaming and no one can hear you you're just like and i wasn't even injured but i didn't take it but like there's just this psychotic thing where it's like you have to take it. If you talk about it, you're yelled at. 
if you want to know what's in it, you're laughed at. And if you want to hold the people accountable that gave it to you, you're legally not allowed to. And it's like, are we? No, no, no one thinks this is odd. And everyone's just got their oh, I don't want. I don't want to be the person to talk about it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm scared that it's not the end of it for me. I mean, what is going to say six from six months from now? I don't have something else that happens. I didn't even think about that. I mean, luckily I do have a a loop recorder. I, I to, and nothing has shown up yet with AFib, but who's to know that if something does show up, it wasn't the vaccine that caused that and not my body, you know? I, what if, I, I don't know. I, I would hate to even think of that, but what if I get another blood clot yeah. and I have, a, I mean, Obviously, I'm not on any hormones anymore, but and and everything is clear. But just because that everything is clear doesn't mean I still don't have that vaccine in me. So of course I am. I do get. I have a little, I guess, PTSD. That it's sure. Not open. How would you not? I don't, dude. I still. I'm not even kidding. I still have. I get nervous. I call my mom every evening at like the same time. If I ever get a phone call from a family member in the middle, just because everyone texts, it's been nine years. I, I legitimately, like, my heart starts racing because I think of my parents calling me and telling me about my... I, I'm not even kidding. If I get a phone call from a family member because it's just like, we don't talk. What are we What are we doing? Why, why, I, you didn't text. If I see a phone call in, like, the middle of the day, I'm not... My heart goes through the roof. It's been nine years. I'm like, what the... F-? You know, it's my mom being like, I, but you left your shoes up here. And I'm like, Jesus, please text that to me. God, I can't do this. But like, I mean, I'm a chronically anxious person and everything in my life is fine. Knock on wood. I've, I've thought about it before. I'm not even kidding. I've had nightmares where like I get the vax and every day I'm just like, I always make like in my dream and I'll be like, I always make sure like my phone is on and I'm ready to call someone. Cause I'm like, what if I drop, like, what if I fall over? What if I start, what if like my, my you know, I, my thoughts start getting cloudy. Like what if I start shaking? Like I, I'll be honest, man. I don't know how people out there that have it. Maybe they just don't have chronic anxiety. I don't know how you go through your day. I mean, if I were you, I, I think I might be at least like, the worst of it's probably over but if i had it and i hadn't been injured i'd be like no i haven't been injured yet i, I don't know how I, that would drive me insane what, what's that like that toy that dun 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 dun, dun, dun you crank it and i'd lose my mind i don't know sorry i know i'm just ranting now Oh, it's 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 just hard to believe that. I mean, I still can't believe it happened to me, but yeah, that's gotta like. I'm sure whenever you have a headache, yeah. or like a or like a hiccup, like if I ever feel my heart jump. I'm always like, well, I didn't take the va- I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, if I didn't take the vaccine, it was probably caffeine. <laughs> I'm like, 
he. You get. I mean, you got to be. I don't know how, how. How do you keep like a calm composure? Maybe I'm just. I, I also might just be crazy. I don't know. No, I mean, it's just I. I guess because I see the doctor so much, <laughs> and everything has checked out fine. I just. I'm kind of over that, but at first it was pretty much everything. I was worried. Jesus. I'm sorry if I'm asking you, like, the dumbest questions. I'm just... This, oh, is, no. this is terrifying to me. God. The whole thing was very scary. I mean, I thought I was dying the whole time. So what is it like in that moment when you think you're dying? Was was it just, it's like, very... sh sheer terror? Was there any peace? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. No. no, so there's no, like, peace, and I see the light. It's just... It's just... No. God. I guess I wasn't dying thankfully but it was i mean when you're when you're having a stroke you can't think you can't move you you want to move and you you can't <sighs> you can't talk you can't raise your arm no matter your leg as much as you want to try you can't you can't get the words out you want to say something and you just in your mind, it's just, it's incredible. It's, you're paralyzed. God. How did you, if you don't mind me asking, how did you meet Dr. McCullough, that absolute saint uh, of a man? I reached out to him. I, okay. I doing some research on um, people I could reach out to that would listen to my story. And I found him on I believe Twitter or Instagram and I just I reached out to him and messaged him and he said and I think he kind of was like okay this might be an interesting story and so I he had me email him and then we talked on the phone and he goes okay you have a very amazing interesting story and so he wants to try to get me on his show and talk about it and hopefully it leads to more and just get my story really out there and others hear it and they come forward with their story or it makes them think twice about getting the vaccine. He is an absolute angel of a man. He is. The more and more I hear about him and see what he's doing, it's just, it's incredible. He is. I almost don't like talking to him because I just feel like I come up so short. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I feel like I'm doing well. And I talk to Dr. McCullough and I'm like, shit, <laughs> I'm nowhere near him. Yeah, he is a. That guy is the definition of doing God's work. I mean, really. It just... Dr. McCullough, to me, is proof that there is good in the world. That someone exactly. that smart is that unwavering in doing the right thing. And the things he... The research he's done and some of the things he has found. And and then it's, it's a lot of it's just aligning with my story and what I'm going through. And it's just... It's like we were meant to to meet. He's almost like a character. He's almost like a heartthrob character in a book that you'd read and you'd be like, Did a did an eight did an eighth grade girl write this? He's he's too perfect. <laughs> like he he's the most published cardiologist in world history. He's been on Joe Rogan. He runs marathons and he fearlessly speaks truth to Shut up. Right? I know. That'd be like a girl describing Tom Brady and be like, I want Tom Brady or nothing. And it's like, you can't have Tom Brady. He, he's Tom Brady, right? It's yeah. He has to be a male model and worth a billion dollars and have seven Super Bowl. It's like, no, lo lower the lower the expectations. 
that's what Doctor McCullough is. It's like a he's like a if he was written in a book, it'd be a bad character. You'd be like, he's too good. Make it's him worse. Good. Where are the character flaws? It's incredible what he's doing, and I hope he can continue to do it, and more people jump on board and see what he's doing, and we. I don't know what else what we can do, but fight Jeez. the good fight. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully this will reach a number of people on my podcast. I mean, yeah. Um, I've I've kept you for an hour, so I say we wrap this one up. But all right. Um. Is there anything? Is there any like closing thoughts you want? And by the way, you can you can come back on. You don't. It doesn't have to just be one episode. Is there any like closing thoughts? Do you want me to link anything in the description? Do you have anything you want me to put in there? Or um, no, I'm hoping to get maybe um, I'm hoping to talk to a a nurse or something that can. There's any nurses out there or anyone who's willing to help me more on like the medical terms to get something published in a, a medical journal my story um i'm a writer but i'm not a medical writer yeah. <laughs> so um we think that'd be a great start um just trying to get everything together that i have of my records and images just get a, get my story told but my story told more about the vaccine yeah um if you want, obviously, I can't, you know, I can't speak for any of my guests because whatever. But, I mean, I've done 1,200 plus episodes. If you go through my life, and I've had some wild guests, if there's anyone you awesome. want to talk to, if there's anyone that would okay. help if I put you in touch, I've had on a ton of doctors. God knows why. I don't know why they keep coming on this show. But <laughs> yeah. I'm wildly unprofessional, but they keep coming on this show. If, if talking okay. to any of the doctors or nurses or specialists, if that would be of benefit to you, I'd happily put you in touch with them. Um okay. And if you want, I can I can try to get you on other shows. Again, I don't know how successful I'll be, but I can absolutely try that if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, anyone who's willing to listen and talk to me, just we want to, you know, the more people who hears my story, the better. And then the more people who will be willing to tell their story. Absolutely. Well, uh, I apologize for my uh, my rather unorthodox interview style of of, oh, it was great. I of, love it. of yelling and swearing. <laughs> And just getting riled up, but that's eh. actually, you know, I don't apologize. I, I like doing it. Um, what? I'm there with you. I feel it. Hell yeah. Well, um, Miss Kelly Varner, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for telling your story. And please, seriously, go through. You have my number. Please go through the library. If there's anyone you want to talk to, just let me know, and I'll and I'll put you in touch with them. Will do. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for watching, and please. I never actually ask people to share my podcast because I hate when people do that. I think this is one that like you probably should share. There, you probably know someone who's been injured by this, and they need to, at the very least, know that they're not alone. So, Miss Kelly Varner, thank you so much for your time, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Till next time. Recording God bless. stopped. Peace.